Welcome into the Ohio State of Mind, a show powered by the Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. A lot to get into here on this week's episode. He's Micah Flack. I'm Tyler Danberg. Micah, just like we asked you on Friday, how are you doing this week? Pretty good. It was a wild week of action in Ohio State Athletics and will be this week as well. Let's get right into it. I think the biggest headline from the weekend, number six Ohio State leads a one-minute, 22-second game-winning touchdown drive against number nine Notre Dame to beat the Fighting Irish 17-14. to Michael, let's start on that final drive, a 70-plus yard track down the field. What stuck out to you about that drive after Chip Tranum punched in a two-yard touchdown? And I think it's got to be Kyle McCord. You go into this game, and I think there's a lot of skepticism. Kyle McCord playing his first real test of the season on the road in a hostile environment in South Bend. And there was a lot of worries. Could he be that guy to lead a game-winning drive? There was a couple of long third downs we saw on those drives as well where Notre Dame looked like they would have been able to get off the field if they stopped on fourth down. But Kyle McCord and this offense, a 70-yard drive, like you mentioned, Tyler, he looked poised in the pocket, he looked confident, and Ohio State is rolling. The Buckeyes now go to 4-0 and with the win over the Fighting Irish, and that's got to give you a lot of excitement if you're an Ohio State fan. If you're a part of the Ohio State coaching staff and you see the clutch gene that Kyle McCord had in that final drive, and if you go on the other side of the ball, the defense was out on that field for most of the second half. Notre Dame, they out-possessed Ohio State. They had more time of possession but what did you make of that defense just allowing 14 points to a Notre Dame team that entered that game five straight matchups with 40 plus points? Well, it just shows the improvements that Jim Knowles has made. There's a lot of concern, especially on that pass defense and run defense. As of last year, we saw against Michigan, they kind of dash, especially in that second half. They got the pass game. And then you looked at Georgia, high-flying offense. There was a lot of concern. Where would they be on the backside of the football, especially with their corners in that secondary? But they looked very poised, very confident. Notre Dame played and trailed from behind for most of that game, then came back with a Sam Hartman-led drive to make it 14-10. to 10. They were able to come back and, and almost win the game. But Ohio State looked phenomenal on defense. But I think you say, you know, there's just a lot of excitement. But I think there's a lot of relief. You could hear almost a sigh out of Columbus. You go into that game not really knowing where things would end up. But on the final play of the game, it's exactly how Ohio State wanted to walk off. That Buckeyes team was fired up. You heard it with Ryan Day. And, of course, you probably saw his post-game interview. He was riled up. He came running right into the tunnel. He was firing up the home crowd. He had two hands into the air. He can definitely tell that Ryan Day, a guy who has gotten some criticism for not being able to necessarily win that big game, well, he wins that big game on Saturday night. And especially a big game in a close situation. You know, the toughest part is how does your team respond through adversity? Ohio State was down late into that fourth quarter, but they came back and won. And I know Ryan Day was using Lou Holtz as a great inspiration for his team. And it probably wasn't just Lou Holtz. He might have taken 
most of that post-game interview, but that might have been towards a little bit more. That meant a lot to Ryan Day, the win that Ohio State was able to pull out in South Bend, and they're going to look to try and take that into the bye week and beyond when they host Maryland two Saturdays from now. Uh, You talk about adversity, Micah. Another team that's faced adversity, Ohio State women's volleyball. They're now number 22 in the country. A couple weeks ago, they were up as high as number 12. But then they go into a home series against Georgia Tech that begins a stretch where they play eight of their next nine matches against top 25 opponents. They have faced number six, Stanford, number five, Oregon, number six, Texas, number two, Nebraska, and they end almost a three weeks long road trip with their first win in eight matches against Iowa, a much needed boost to snap a seven match losing streak. And they had a ferocious sweep of the Iowa Hawkeyes. And it was difficult, 4-7 and seven record, like you said, playing over seven consecutive ranked opponents ending the non-conference schedule. But you're going to face a Wisconsin team that is one of two Big Ten teams undefeated, 11-0, 2-0 mark in conference play. And this will be an Ohio State team to watch. Can senior Emily Londa continue to lead Ohio State's offense? Can freshman Caitlin Hoffman step up as she's been averaging 3.1 digs Per se, it's going to be key for those big players to step up against the number one team in the nation. Head coach Jen Flynn Oldenburg loves service pressure. Caitlin Hoffman, the freshman from Michigan, doing exactly that. An ace in at least six of her last eight matches played. She's been a pleasant surprise. These freshmen have continued to chip away. We talk about Mia Tooman, the freshman setter. She is fifth in the Big Ten in assists per set with over nine and a half. You also go down the line to Grace Egan. She has not played since September 3rd due to an injury, but she has made a major impact. And then you go down the line. Londot, how about the senior? Emily Londot, third in the country in kills per set. She has just been wreaking havoc after switching as a right side hitter to the left side. She's been a great presence as well. And Micah, we're going to be on the call on Wednesday night. Number one, Wisconsin comes to town. The Buckeyes have had a strong non-conference and conference schedule, but they haven't even faced the best opponent that's on their schedule yet. And Sarah Franklin for Wisconsin, the best team on the schedule, is one of four players averaging more than two kills a set, Tyler. This is a Wisconsin team that knows how to win 11-0 have beaten teams like Baylor, Arkansas, and Tennessee and Florida, very perennial programs in volleyball this season. And so Ohio State, what do they need to do to win against Wisconsin and try and get that first victory over the Badgers since 2019? I think it's going to be stay calm. You have to go to your seniors, to the people that played in these big games and allow the freshmen some time to get into it. But you have to stay poised, Tyler. This is a game where you could maybe be down two sets going into the third and need to win that third set, but you can't get down on yourself and fight through the adversity. So let's transition into Buckeye stickers. Who gets the sticker of the week for you? I think it's got to be Ryan Day. 
I think there's a sigh of relief coming out of Columbus, as we've mentioned earlier. Ryan Day needed this win, not just him, but the entire program. And he came up, showed out. He said before the game they were going to sling it. They were going to do whatever it took. And their defense stepped up, and the offense was able to pull through. Ryan Day and his Buckeyes get the sticker. That's a great call. You talk about just an emotional win and a gut-wrenching finish. And it finishes in Ohio State's favor in South Bend to the top four winningest programs in college football. And the number two winningest team in the history of the sport comes out with a 17-14 victory. I'll stick with another coach. I'll go with women's soccer's Lori Walker-Hawk. She wins her 300th career game Sunday against Maryland, a 1-0 win on the road against the Terps. Kristen Bombick with a goal late gives Coach Walker-Hawk her 300th career win as a head coach in college soccer. She had a few years at the University of Kansas or Kansas University, moving to Ohio State her 27th year here, and that's exactly where she meets the third century mark. So congrats to her, congrats to Ryan Day, and that will wrap things up for us on the Ohio State of Mind. Micah, any final thoughts as we move into the rest of the athletic week? I think it'll be a huge boost for all the athletic department is just seeing Ohio State football win. You know, that's such a momentum builder. And hopefully that win will carry a lot of weight for the other sports as well going into this week. You look at women's volleyball prime time tomorrow, 8 p.m. on Big Ten Network and on SGSR, too. Yeah, that'll be huge. We'll get the call for that and opportunity to see Wisconsin, the number one team, versus a top 20 Ohio State team as they look to knock off the Badgers of Wisconsin. That should be a fun one. And we also should give some love to women's hockey as they begin their season, which is crazy to think. They'll be traveling to Hamilton, New York at the end of the week to take on Colgate for two games. The reigning national runners-up, national champions from two years ago, and they're going to look to try and make it three straight years going to the national title game, and it begins with a trip to New York against Colgate. And that'll be a tough opponent. Of course, you have a target on your back. A couple years ago, national champs. Last year, national champion runner-ups. You'll have that target on your back to start the season. Everyone will want a piece. Ohio State looks to repeat. There you go. That'll be this weekend. So for Michael Black, I'm Tyler Danton. Sign off. Ohio State of Hall on the SGSR Podcast Network.